Broadcasting from down on the bayou, it's the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast, powered by Lake Area Media, LLC. And now your hosts, David Boston and Patrick Fry. And welcome to episode number 109 of the Amp Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Patrick Fry. David Boston, who I obviously don't do the intro as good as, is uh, not here with me this week. I'm uh, running solo dolo. Uh, he's feeling a little under the weather, so um, hopefully he'll be feeling better and will be back with me next week. But this is episode number 109 of the Average... Well, not the Average Marks. We used to be the Average Marks, but now we're just the Amp Wrestling Podcast. Uh, on today's episode, number 109 for Thursday, August 19th, we're going to talk about WWE SummerSlam coming up this weekend. Also tomorrow night, AEW Rampage from Chicago. A lot of rumblings of a possible big debut happening tomorrow night. Also this past weekend was... New Japan's resurgence here in the the States. That was a big show. We'll talk about what happened there. Also, this weekend is NXT TakeOver as well. Ric Flair, we're going to talk about him uh, for a couple of different reasons, actually. He showed up at Triple Mania, and then there was a viral vit photo going around social media yesterday, I believe it was. It was yesterday or day before yesterday of him. Uh, well, we don't know if it's him or not, but a guy who I guess could have passed for Ric Flair uh, he seemed to uh, be giving fellatio to a a woman, uh, presumably, uh, I guess in a train or something like that. We'll talk about that coming up as well. And uh, also, last night, uh, another great episode of AEW Dynamite. We'll talk about all of that all coming up here on the Amp Wrestling Podcast, episode number 109. Uh, today's sponsor is cbd for You. Dot net. Just go to tinyurl.com slash CBD4U. All sorts of CBD products. If you're hurting, you got some joint problems, maybe you're getting older like I am and you just hurt for no apparent reason whatsoever, go to CBD4U.net or at least, well, don't go to that exact website. Go to tinyurl.com slash CBD4U. You could get 50 to 80% off any CBD product. And if you use tinyurl.com slash CBD4U, it'll help you boys out here. It'll send us a little little commission, not much, but every little bit helps us improve the podcast. And certainly, you know, from a technological standpoint, we need some improvement here because I was very lucky. You know, we didn't... Last week, we both took off. David wasn't feeling well. I wasn't feeling the best. Uh, I actually got a tooth removed uh, a week a week ago yesterday, so I'm eight days out from having a tooth removed, although I feel you know just fine now. Still a little, I don't know, there's, there's something going on back there. It's, it's a little tender, I guess, but uh, I, it was last Thursday, I was a day removed from getting a tooth pulled, so... I actually did feel good enough to probably do the podcast, but I thought it would be in the best interest of my my mouth that I take a week off and, and David wasn't feeling well. So uh, I'm feeling well enough this week to do it. David's still feeling a little under the weather. So like I said, hopefully he will be back with us next week. And uh, two weeks ago, we tried to go live, but we were having internet issues at our studio. So we had to just record it and upload it to YouTube after the fact and upload it to obviously anywhere you can get podcasts. So 
It's been a, a crazy couple of weeks here uh, for the for the Amp Wrestling Podcast, but I am back here live, and I, I barely got live today because the laptop that I go live from, for some reason, my internet browser, it wasn't letting me go onto any particular website for what, I don't know, it was giving me some stupid shit that I, I didn't know how to handle, so I, I managed to go through my iPad, do a few things, and still use my laptop. So I, I finagled it to where, hey, we're live, we're here, and we are really ready to talk some wrestling. So let's go ahead and dive into the first topic here, as I have to do everything now from my iPad. I'm not used to having to do everything from the iPad, but we're going to talk about WWE SummerSlam, which is Saturday night from Vegas, as I pull up the the match card here. It's supposed to be a really big show Saturday night, and I tell you what, as ass backwards as WWE has been lately, they're the way they've done this weekend is ass backwards because obviously, if, you know, historically, on the Saturday night you have NXT Takeover, and then the Sunday night you have the WWE pay per view, whether it's SummerSlam, Mania, Survivor Series, the Rumble, whatever the case may be, and this. This year, or this particular weekend, SummerSlam will be on Saturday night, and NXT TakeOver 36 will be on Sunday night. So we'll talk about both of those here coming up. But let's go ahead and start with SummerSlam just a couple of days away. I didn't even get a chance to download a PW scorecard and really fill one out. I might do that. I might not. I don't know. It's just been it's been a crazy couple of weeks for, for us here, so... I'm just going to go over the match card here and talk a little bit about each each particular match. I've kind of watched, you know, Raw and SmackDown here and there the last couple of weeks. I mean, I kind of have an idea what's going on. Most of my wrestling viewing, if you haven't realized it by now, if you've been listening to the podcast, has mostly been AEW, but I've been watching a little bit of WWE here and there. Nikki Ash, of course, she cashed in uh, the Money in the Bank contract to win the Raw Women's Championship from Charlotte Flair. So now she will defend that Raw Women's Championship match against Charlotte Flair and also Rhea Ripley in a triple threat match. I did read a, and this this might give you an, an idea as to how my predictions are going to go here for SummerSlam, but I read an article online a few weeks ago, and obviously things in WWE could change last minute, but there was supposedly no planned title changes at SummerSlam, which is kind of crazy to believe because this is supposed to be this year's or you know the, this year's WrestleMania because you got a full crowd. You didn't have a full crowd for WrestleMania, although you did have fans, and it seemed like it was going to be an all hands on deck sort of show. Uh, and if that was the case, Becky Lynch would be featured in this Raw Women's Championship match, in my opinion. But it's going to be Nikki A.S.H., Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley. I guess I could maybe see Charlotte Flair getting it back. I don't see Rhea Ripley winning it. I could see Nikki Ash maybe pinning Rhea Ripley to retain it as well. Uh, I don't see Charlotte Flair getting pinned. Obviously, Charlotte's going to give the title back at some point, I would think. I mean, you know, any chance they get, they're going to put that belt on Charlotte Flair. So you get that triple threat match, eh, that that could be a possible... uh, I mean, I might watch. I might pay a little attention to that match. Sometimes I'll veer off and do other things if it's a match I'm not extremely interested in. But 
I may check that one out. This one I'm definitely going to check out. I'm just going in the order they have it listed on Wikipedia here. Actually, I'll go back to this one because this is obviously going to be the main event. I'm going to go to the next one. Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg for the WWE Championship. Obviously, we initially thought a couple of months ago this was going to be Brock Lesnar. At least I thought it would, and I thought that was going to be the perfect matchup for Bobby Lashley on this particular stage of SummerSlam, and then Goldberg returned. and Supposedly, I don't know what he was saying I was watching this guy, Joe Cronin, on YouTube, and he was talking about how... Was Goldberg talking about how he likes to have sex in front of his son? I don't I don't know. I, I, I really didn't... I didn't see Raw. I guess I should have watched this particular clip, but I do know he did say something about he came out of retirement just for his son so his son could be able to watch him, and I, I don't know what exactly was said, but I watched Joe Cronin, and he was talking about it, and... I don't know where he got it from. He, like I said, I didn't see Raw, or at least I didn't see that particular portion of Raw this past Monday. But nonetheless, I don't see Goldberg winning this match. Bobby Lashley obviously has to win this match. And Goldberg, I think, only has two matches, including this one, left on his contract or you know scheduled for this year. So obviously right there, that'll tell you who's going to win this match. And it should be Bobby Lashley. He should continue... With uh, th- this title run, no reason Goldberg should win this match. This is just to keep some extra eyes, I guess, on this particular feud and match. And uh, I, I, I'm not really extremely interested in it. I'm ex- the only thing I'm interested in is to watch Bobby Lashley maybe squash Goldberg, but I know that's not necessarily going to happen. I know the match is not going to go on for... I don't think this match is going anywhere near 10 minutes. It might last five minutes because Bobby may be able to carry him for a little longer than that, but this match is uh, not going to last very long as far as I'm concerned. And I see Bobby Lashley walking out of there, uh, retaining the WWE Championship. The WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championship. It'll be the Usos taking on Ray and Dominic Mysterio. I don't know what it is with... And obviously, I'm okay with. I'm perfectly okay with the Usos having the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. I think they're arguably the best tag team, not only in WWE but in professional wrestling. And obviously, I think it was. I don't even remember which one it was that just had the DUI. And then as soon as he came back, they reward them with the SmackDown Tag Team titles. I'm not so sure. If Ray and Dominic are going to win it, although it, if there were to be a title change here on this show, I could see this being it. It would be a cool moment to have Ray and Dominic win the SmackDown Tag Team titles at SummerSlam. I think that would be a really cool thing. I think the fans would enjoy it. Uh, I think that's something they should pull the trigger on. But I just don't see them, obviously, with the Bloodline and Roman Reigns. They're going to keep all the the belts on those guys. I have a feeling for just a little bit longer. SmackDown Women's Championship. Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks, a rematch from the main event of night one of WrestleMania. It was a a great match. This is a match I'm actually very much looking forward to. And a match also that there were rumors that it may not take place. As of now, it seems like it will. But as we all know, things could change last second. Uh, in WWE, but as much as they've been obviously promoting this match, it would be 
very I, I would think it's highly unlikely that they pull the match last minute, especially this match. I mean, obviously this is one of the more highly profiled matches of SummerSlam with Bianca and Sasha and I just don't see them pulling it uh, last minute. I mean, if they were going to pull it, they would have done it by now and maybe tried to fill it with something else. Although there's 10 total matches here, so you could still have nine matches and even get away with it. But uh, Bianca and Sasha, this one's interesting because Bianca obviously won it from Sasha at WrestleMania. She's had a pretty good run with it. I I could see them giving it back to Sasha, but... You know, hey, let Bianca run with it, man. She's obviously the the next big star in, in the women's division for WWE. Let her run with it for a little little while longer. Give her a a legit title run. But I think they're going to put on a fantastic match. Their match at WrestleMania was was really really good. I enjoyed it. I expect them to to put on a really good match. I'm going to say Bianca's going to go ahead and retain. Uh, you know, Sasha's won many titles. I don't think Sasha needs that belt. I think it 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 suits Bianca. Very well to win this match and continue her her championship reign as the SmackDown Women's Champion. You have a singles match, Edge and Seth Rollins. Obviously, this one's like seven years in the making uh, when they had the story. When sh- when Seth uh, almost rebroke Edge's neck when he was attempting to curb stomp him on the uh, Money in the Bank briefcase back in late 2014, but then John Cena brought back the authority. Otherwise, Seth Rollins would have curb stomped him. And Seth actually was like, yeah, you got to know me better than that. I'm going to break his neck anyway. And then went to attempt to do it. And they had a, you know, they had that run in there. And then obviously they've had their run ins now that edge is back. So they're going to have that one-on-one match. I think that could be a really good match as well. That's obviously a story that really tells itself. That goes back a little ways, but edge and Seth Rollins really should put on a, a really good match. I expect good things. Uh, coming out of that, just a singles match, no real stipulation or anything like that. United States Championship, Sheamus will defend against Damian Priest. Uh, Damian Priest, obviously, uprising star here in WWE, and his chance at, at getting his first taste of gold in WWE. But I don't know if I see them pull the trigger on the, on him just yet. I, th- I think he's still. He's got a lot of time left in WWE. I think they, they're really high on him. And I think he'll put on a great match against Sheamus, but I don't know. I just don't know if I see Sheamus giving it up. I think they should give it to Damian, obviously. Uh, I think it's, it's it's the United States Championship. They've, In my opinion, they've almost made a mockery of it recently. And, um, I mean, I, I guess I wouldn't be surprised just to see him kind of hand it off to, to Damian Priest and... and you know, not do anything with them, but I don't know. We're we're gonna find out obviously on Saturday, but uh, I think it should be a pretty good match. Sheamus has always put on great matches. I think Damian can put on a great match with him as well. Two bigger guys, uh, not necessarily fat guys, but two uh, very well built guys, I guess you can say. Between uh, Sheamus and Damian Priest, I think they'll put on a really good match. Uh, but if I had, if I was a, if I was a gambling man, which I am. Uh, I, I would say Sheamus is going to retain here. We have a singles match between Drew McIntyre and Jinder Mahal. Veer and Shanky will be banned from ringside, which are Jinder Mahal's lackeys that travel with him you know, everywhere. So it'll be Drew and, and Jinder one-on-one. 
no reason why Drew shouldn't win this match. Um, that's all I got to say about that. Um, Alexa will be taking on Eva Marie, who will have a dew drop in her corner. Uh, this will be very interesting. Has Eva Marie actually had a match since returning to WWE? If she has, I have not seen it. This may be her first first match back. Um, and then Alexa Bliss, I think I've said this on the podcast before, they need to return to the goddess gimmick with her, uh, ASAP, because obviously the Fiend is no longer with them. Unless he returns and they do something with then I could see that. But if not, let's return to the goddess Alexa Bliss, who we all enjoy looking at very much. Um I really don't know who's going to win this match. I could see Eva Marie winning this match with uh, the help of Dewdrop. Um, I could also see Alexa Bliss winning this match, but I don't know how good of a match it's going to be because obviously Eva Marie's not known for being a really good wrestler. And if she hasn't had a match since returning to WWE, then that means she has not had a match in a very long time. So how good is she going to be in the ring? Well, I don't know. Maybe hopefully she's been training and we'll, we'll find out. Uh, this match I'm looking forward to because it's one of my favorite. The, 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 this duo is one of the best things I have, or at least I think is going for WWE right now, and that's the team of Randy Orton and Riddle. RK Bro will be taking on AJ Styles and Omos for the Raw Tag Team titles. Of course, AJ and Omos won the raw tag team titles back at WrestleMania in really convincing fashion and have not dropped it since. And I think this is the biggest threat. I think they need to put the titles on Orton and Riddle straight up. I don't know if they will because it seemed like they kind of wanted to break them up and then they got back together. So I don't know what the deal was with that, but maybe they try to break them up here, which I think would be the stupidest thing they could do because I think the fans really enjoy the, the, Unusual dynamic, I guess you could say, between Orton and Riddle. Actually, the very little of of Raw that I watched this past Monday, and I'm glad I turned it on at the right time, uh, was was the segment with Orton and and Riddle and them hugging it out and Orton saying, you know, you've earned my respect and, and whatever the case may be. So, yeah, I think you need to put the titles on Randy and Riddle and let them run with it because they're... As far as I'm concerned, they're they're one of the most, if not the most entertaining thing on Monday Night Raw and possibly even the entire WWE. So uh, I think, and and sometimes, you know, obviously WWE takes two random guys, throws them together. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't, like AJ Styles and Omos. I think that kind of works. But honestly, I don't think it works as well as Randy and Riddle. I think Randy and Riddle are more entertaining together than uh, Omos and AJ Styles. And obviously, I guess I could see why you would put a guy like Omos with AJ Styles. I mean, what a guy. If you're going to tag team with someone and learn the business, uh, you know, as green as Omos kind of is, who better than AJ Styles? Come on now. So um, my gut tells me that AJ and Omos is going to retain, but I'm I'm rooting for RK-Bro. They're one of my favorite things going right now in WWE. Absolutely love those two guys together. Anytime they're on TV, I'm I'm all ears. So hopefully they can put the tag team titles on them. Would love to see that. And uh, finally, we got the main event, the WWE Universal Championship, Roman Reigns versus John Cena. It's it seems almost seems to me like this is a kind of a top heavy show with with this match. It's 
most of the hype, in my opinion, has been surrounding this match uh, for this show. And, you know, Roman's and, Roman Reigns and, and John Cena have been kind of going back and forth with the promos. At least I know last week they did. And uh, Roman Reigns keeps talking about the missionary position and how apparently it wasn't good enough for Nikki Bella. And then John Cena kind of came out and said, you know, basically all I need to do is pin you one, two, three. There's no real... You know, I think he was trying to say there's no real pressure on himself because he's John Cena. I mean, he's really got nothing to lose. The guy's done it all here in WWE. And Roman is still, while he's doing some of the best work of his career, you know, there's still some pressure on Roman Reigns to continue doing as well as he's doing, retain that championship, and uh, continue on with his reign, which... I'll say it right now. I think he's going to obviously beat John Cena. He's going to retain his Universal Championship, and uh, he'll have it now. Is it a year now? Did he win it at SummerSlam last year? Or if it was, if it wasn't at SummerSlam, it wasn't long after. So he's had it for almost a year now, and I think he'll have it for a little longer than a year. And I really don't know when he's going to drop it. I mean, I, I thought. If John Cena would come back full-time, not necessarily full-time, but obviously be here at least every other week, I could see John Cena taking it and you know winning his 17th title. And that's another, that's another thing, too. Obviously, he's going to break Ric Flair's record if he wins, and I think that's eventually going to happen, but I think they want to save that for a different uh, stage th- than this one, particularly right here. But I think Roman's going to win and uh, retain his title. And overall, I'm hoping it's going to be a good show. I'm hoping that there might be some surprises. Hoping for a Becky Lynch arrival, hopefully, because it's well long past time that she comes back. But we'll see. Uh, uh, like I said, there's a couple of things about this card I wish were better, like it being Bobby versus Brock. Um, that's one of the, the main things. But And I wish Becky was in the... You know, Raw Women's Championship match to some degree, but yeah, I'm not. They don't pay me to book these uh, this stuff here in WWE. So, SummerSlam Saturday night. Let's see, what time does it start? I think it's probably six or seven. I guess I don't really. Don't, it doesn't have a time right here. But Saturday night from Allegiant Stadium over in uh, Las Vegas. It should be fun. It'll be a, a packed crowd there. I, I'm hoping the crowd's going to be be hot. I know they're going to be. They have to wear masks. So that's not going to be fun, but I guess uh, it's the small price you got to pay, I suppose, to check out a, a, a big show like that these days over in Las Vegas. All right, so now that we've gone over that, let's go over to AEW Rampage, which is tomorrow night, 9 o'clock Central Time, 10 Eastern on TNT. Let me pull up what's going to happen tomorrow night or the match card, so to speak, for tomorrow night. Uh, Last week, though, they had 740,000 viewers on TNT. That's actually pretty good for Friday. And I I think it's going to be more this week because everyone's expecting Punk to show up. Is he going to show up? Hell. Like, at first I was like, yeah, I I definitely think he's going to show up. And earlier this week... I was starting to have doubts. I'm like, well, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to or not. And then now I'm kind of like, well, at this point, it's almost 
crazy if he doesn't because they've you know they, they've tickled my nuts so much by teasing me about punk showing up tomorrow night that I'm almost starting to think he's not going to show up because they're making it too obvious. And when you make things too obvious like that, it's one of those. It's like it's too good to be true, in a sense. And obviously, they're gonna they're gonna have three other shows in Chicago. They're gonna have the Dynamite and the Rampage before All Out, as well as All Out. So obviously, you have three other opportunities for Punk to show up in front of his hometown crowd. So I don't know. It's it, and that, that's a weird that's a weird scheduling thing right there. By the way, you got. Like you're going to be in Chicago in two weeks for three shows, but yet you you schedule the Chicago show tomorrow night. Like I, I find that's kind of weird. So maybe he does. Maybe I don't know. That's the thing. Like that that just baffles me. That scheduling thing, the, the way they did that. But I don't know. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say he doesn't show up tomorrow night, and I think he, he's gonna obviously he's gonna show up. I would. I'll, I'll bet the house that he shows up at one of those other three shows in in Chicago the week of All Out, whether it's the Dynamite, whether it's the Rampage, or whether it is uh, All Out itself. I don't know. But I'm thinking maybe the, the, he could show up tomorrow night and then that'll get more people watching Dynamite next week. Obviously, the the dynamite numbers. If he shows up tomorrow night, are going to skyrocket next week because everyone's going to be waiting to see or hear from CM Punk. So, and the numbers tomorrow night are going to be big as well, just because everyone is speculating that he's going to show up. But uh, tomorrow night, let's see here if I can pull up a match card for tomorrow night. I saw it's going to be. Okay, I'm going to pull it up here. I got to Google it. Working things a little bit differently on my own here tonight. Uh, let's see. See if this does anything. Nope. I'm just trying to Google. and I, I saw it last night. I should know it off the top of my head, but I, I don't. I got so much information here in front of me to look at. So let's see here. Okay, here we go. Amp- I'm going to Google Amp- AEW Rampage this week and uh, see what comes up here. Let's go to that Okay. Well, it's called The First Dance, by the way. So I guess that means this is the first dance for uh, all the Chicago shows that are happening over the next uh, number of weeks. So we're going to have Jade Cargill versus uh, Kiera Hogan. That'll be interesting. We'll get to see some Jade Cargill. John Moxley's taking on Dan Garcia. They uh, jumped him uh, last night. Daniel Garcia and 2.0 jumped John Moxley and Eddie Kingston last night on Dynamite, so they're going to be looking for... And I think that's the main event, so obviously if Punk comes out... Ooh, excuse me. He's going to come out at the end, and so I'm trying to figure out how is he going to fit in with the whole Moxley and Daniel Garcia match. Um, also, the World Tag Team Championship Eliminated Tournament semifinal private party versus Jurassic Express... Jurassic Express should win that. Man, they put on a hell of a match last night against the Bucks for the tag team titles in Houston, man. The crowd was all in on Jurassic Express. I thought I was at halfway through the match, I was like, you need to, you need to give them the belts right now. These guys look and feel like 
world tag team champions. I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that match last night. So they're going to be fighting private party tomorrow night in a in the World Tag Team Championship Eliminator Tournament semifinal uh, against private party. And I fully expect Jurassic Express to win that. I, I expect Jade Cargill to defeat Kiera Hogan tomorrow as well. And uh, then John Moxley and Daniel Garcia, I mean, obviously I expect John Moxley will win that. And now, now I'm wondering, okay, how does CM Punk fit into all this? Well, CM Punk's going to fit into this maybe, I don't know, because John Moxley and Eddie Kingston, they've kind of been running with Darby and, and Sting. And, and Darby's the one that kind of called out CM Punk a couple of weeks ago on Dynamite. So... I don't know, maybe they fit in some way somehow there, but I will be very interested to find out tomorrow uh, if CM Punk does show up and in what form or fashion does he show up and or how does he debut. Uh, that, that's what everyone's waiting for tomorrow night. Uh, everyone's expecting CM Punk to show up. I think they're going to riot if he doesn't. And yeah, if he doesn't, as far as I'm concerned, I'm just going to say, well, I'll just tune in next week, and uh, I expect him in a couple of weeks to show up. That's just what I think, so... Uh, so yeah, tomorrow night, 10 Eastern, 9 Central, it will be AEW Rampage, the first dance uh, over in Chicago at the United Center. So looking forward to that. All right, this past weekend was New Japan Pro Wrestling Resurgence. That was over in Los Angeles. A uh, really good show. I didn't get a chance to watch it, but I heard it was, it was a fantastic show. Uh, looking at it here, Carl Fredericks defeated Alex Coughlin. TJP, Clark Connors, and Ren Narita defeated Fred Rosser, Rocky Romero, and Wheeler Yuta. Um, they had a 10-man tag team match. Leo Rush, Fred Yehi, Yuya U... Uh, here we go again, screwing up these Japanese names. Uh, Yumura, Adrian Quest, and Chris Dickinson defeated Team Filthy, which is Tom Lawler. J.R. Kratos, Danny Limelight, Jarrell Nelson, and Royce Isaacs. Juice Robinson defeated Hikaleo. Tomohiro Ishii defeated Moose. Uh, the Good Brothers defeated John Moxley and Yuji Nagata. Jay White uh, retained his Never Openweight Championship against David Finley. And uh, then we had a title change. The IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated Lance Archer for that championship. And... Apparently, I, and I was really excited about the possibility of Hiroshi Tanahashi showing up in AEW, especially after Archer won the title, and then you know Tanahashi showed up in a, in a promo package and basically said, I, "I get the winner." And they had been defending the US IWGP US Heavyweight Championship on on Dynamite. So my thought process immediately was, I "said Holy shit, we're going to get Tanahashi." on AEW, and then quickly after I found out it was going to be a New Japan resurgence, and I was like, oh, okay, well, figured it was too good to be true, but um, apparently, I guess after the match, I think Moxley came out, and uh, I don't know exactly what happened. I didn't get a chance to see it yet, but um, Tanahashi was invited either by Archer or by Moxley to come to AEW, so maybe we see Tanahashi uh, walk through that forbidden door uh, here Sooner than later, I, I would really love that. I, I'm, I am all for more of a new Japan AEW relationship crossover, walking through each other's forbidden door. I'm just, 
I need it in my life, okay? Uh, but AEW is doing just fine, even as it is already. But man, that would just take it to another level if uh, New Japan can get some more guys in and maybe get some more AEW guys over in New Japan too. That would be awesome as well. But New Japan resurgence, that's the, the results there. I didn't watch it, um, uh, so I, I really I don't have much thoughts on it, but it went down, and uh, it seemed, from what I've heard, it was a really good show. I mean, New Japan always puts on a a, a tremendous show, uh, whether it be uh, you know in, in here in the states, over in Japan, wherever the case may be, they always put on a, a tremendous show. And uh, also, I think Osprey showed back up too. I think it, has he been cleared to wrestle? I think he. I don't know if he's been cleared yet. I know he got hurt and. He had to, or I don't know if this was at Resurgence he showed up, but I did see something about Osprey showed back up because um, uh, uh, Shingo Takagi is, uh, I think, the interim IWGP heavyweight champion right now. So, obviously, Osprey defeated him, I think, for the, the vacated title, was it? I don't know. I can't remember exactly how it all went down. Unfortunately, I have not been paying too much attention to New Japan Pro Wrestling lately. I really need to to change that soon. But nonetheless, I know Will Ospreay has the, uh, I don't know, I guess he still has the belt. but Because uh, he, he technically never lost the belt. He had, to, hey, he had to vacate it. So I think he came out and basically called Shingo the, the, the fake champion or the, not the real champion. So maybe Osprey's back now, and maybe they'll, you know, have a, you know, the, an undisputed IWGP Heavyweight Championship title match to find out obviously who's the real champion. So uh, that that and anytime Shingo and and Will get in the ring together, it's magic. So that's going to be real exciting whenever that does happen. Uh, let's see what we what else we got here on the agenda. All right, NXT Takeover happening. Sunday night, like I said, is as backwards as WWE has been lately. And speaking of NXT, boy, they, you know, they they released this, some NXT guys a few weeks ago, and I was reading some articles on Reddit, and apparently Triple H is is kind of getting the blame here for losing the Wednesday Night Wars, which WWE expected to win. And granted, they had a few nights where they did win in the ratings, but I mean, overall, AEW dominated the Wednesday Night Wars for the duration that it happened, and it caused NXT to go to Tuesday nights. So they blamed, it appears, Triple H. And then, you know, Triple H and Shawn Michaels, who kind of run the show there in NXT, they had no clue that these guys were let go until John Laurinaitis started making phone calls to these guys, letting them know that they were let go. So, and now NXT apparently is going to get kind of rebranded and they, they, they're almost like not necessarily starting over, but maybe, yeah, you could consider it starting over in NXT. And I don't know if it starts with NXT TakeOver 36 coming up on Sunday, but uh, let's go over the, the match card. It's um, first match is uh, it's Walter defending the NXT UK championship against, uh, oh boy, this is a. Uh, I, 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 uh, Dragonov. I, I think I got the the last name right, but I'm not sure how to say the first name. But uh, Walter, and we'll just call him Dragonov for now. 
NXT UK Championship. Any match Walters in should be a good one. Karrion Cross will defend the NXT Championship against Samoa Joe. That's going to be uh, another tremendous match as well. I'm hoping NXT, even though they're getting rebranded and everything, I'm hoping they're still going to put on the high-quality matches that they are known to put on. Raquel Gonzalez will defend the NXT Women's Championship against Dakota Kai. LA Knight will defend the Million Dollar Championship against Cameron Grimes, who will have Ted DiBiase in his corner. And if Grimes loses, Ted DiBiase must become Knight's butler. And then uh, I guess this will be the main event, Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole in a two-out-of-three falls match. Fall number one will be a traditional wrestling match. Fall number two will be a street fight, and fall three, if necessary, will be inside of a steel cage. Another one I haven't been keeping up with, too, is is NXT. I, I don't know why. I just... I feel like there's so much wrestling going on in the week that my brain just cannot... Like, I have to stick to, like, kind of one thing. Otherwise, my brain is is just going to overload, and I'm going to get sick of wrestling because I'm watching too much of it. So... NXT is one thing I haven't really been keeping up with, but I might check this out because I kept Peacock just so I could watch SummerSlam, but I guess I'll check out NXT TakeOver 36 as well because I I do like the card. The card looks really good, so I I expect two or three really good matches uh, out of that. Actually, they could all be very good matches. I mean, NXT TakeOvers, for the most part, they don't disappoint, so I suspect that NXT will put on a really good show um, with, with those matches they have scheduled for NXT TakeOver 36 on Sunday night. So looking forward to that. All right, let's move on over now to Ric Flair. Got a couple of things to talk about Ric Flair. First thing is Triple Mania, which is AAA Mexico's basically, I think, I think that's their version of WrestleMania. And... Andrade El Idolo was taking on Kenny Omega for the AAA Mega World Championship, which is their world championship. And he was a, and Andrade was accompanied to the ring by none other than his future father-in-law, Ric Flair, who just was released from WWE, and there is no no-compete clause for Ric Flair from WWE. So Ric Flair is free to do whatever he wants. And speaking of free... He actually made the appearance for free. Apparently, he paid his way to to get down to Mexico and get to the show, and Triple A did not pay him a dime to be there. So, pretty cool that Rick showed up for for Andrade, and um, Kenny ultimately defeated Andrade, but uh, Rick got in the ring, gave Kenny some chops, uh, Put on a figure four to who? Uh, who was, there was another guy in there. I didn't get a chance to see who it was. He put the figure four on, but Ric Flair got in the ring, put a figure four lock on on the other guy that was in there. I'm not even sure who it was, but um, yeah, really cool thing there. And and there's rumblings now that Ric Flair could just show up in AEW right, really at any time because obviously Andrade is uh, in AEW now as well. So will Ric Flair show up? In AEW, I don't know, because I know Chavo is his... I mean, Rick could show up in AEW, maybe not so much with Andrade, but because Chavo's pretty much managing Andrade at this point, but Ric Flair could show up in some form of capacity in, in AEW, I, I would I would think. But 
Uh, it could be any day now because, like I said, there's no no compete clause for the Nature Boy from from WWE. And uh, also, Ric Flair was trending uh, yesterday, a day before yesterday, because there was this this photograph of a, a gentleman, I presume, and it, like I said, you you couldn't see this guy's face. You can make a case that it is Ric Flair. You can make a case that it's not Ric Flair. I really don't know, but there is a photo that surfaced of a gentleman giving fellatio to a woman what seemed to be maybe on like a a train car or something along those lines, some form of public transportation. Um, but yeah, whoever this guy was uh, was going downtown on this girl and uh, the argument that we I was talking with David about it actually the other day the argument he made that it not being Ric Flair is that if it were Ric Flair he'd be on the receiving end of the oral so i was like touche there yeah you have a point obviously Ric Flair will will, will receive it before he gives it but uh maybe that part had already passed whenever it's, you know whoever walked by just came by a little too late you know but the video went viral. I think Rick denied claims, but then I saw he tweeted something about how something about it being as real as that photo that's surfacing around or something like that it made me believe that it maybe the photo is real. But then I think he came out and denied that it, it wasn't real because I think Rick's married. It, Rick got married recently, so I mean it could have been his wife. He was he was going down on there. We 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 don't see the woman's face, and we presume it is a woman. We don't. We that's one thing we still can't confirm as well. But we don't know. It's a. But you can see like the back of the head. The hair looks almost just like Ric Flair's hair. So that's what really caused people to think, "Hey, is this Ric Flair?" Because let's be honest. I mean, thirty years ago, the Nature Boy man. I I guarantee you, he was wilding out and doing some crazy stuff like that. Heck, maybe even ten, fifteen years ago, he was doing stuff like that, and he could still be doing stuff like that. Maybe he's smart enough now to not necessarily do it in a public setting like that because he is Ric Flair and can get easily noticed. But, um, yeah, it's it was a video that went kind of viral, and I don't think it's Ric Flair. I, I, at first I was like, is it? But the more I looked at it, I said, nah, that can't be Ric Flair. I just, I don't believe it's Ric Flair. And if he said it's not him, then I'm going to, I'm going to take his word for it. So that video or that photo went viral yesterday and boy it, it caused up quite the stir on twitter for a little while it was it, it was a it was certainly a very interesting but i i don't think it's rick flair all right last topic we're gonna talk about here today is a uh, well aw dynamite last night i watched it last night and man it was a really good show uh i was jealous that i wasn't there because it was in houston which is two hours away from where i'm at and really wanted to go but Maybe I'll catch them when they go to New Orleans in a, in January. But man, that crowd last night was hot. I tell you what, I really wish I would have been there. Um, opened up Moxley and Kingston were going to come out. I guess we were going to hear from them. But then a uh, 2.0, the new tag team in all AEW, ambushed them as, along with Daniel Garcia, and then they got in the ring and uh, they had a match with who they had a match with. Shit, I can't even remember who they had a match with, but it was a really good match. Um, oh, it was Sting and Darby Allen. 
Uh, Sting wrestled. How could I forget that? Um, it was uh, Sting's first match on TNT in, in t- over 20 years. And, man, I tell you what, Sting still got it, man. He's in his 60s now, I think, but... Man, he. I'm just. Uh, I'm so happy that we can still see Sting go at the level that he can go at his age. And then obviously he's got Darby with him, who's just a, a, a madman. They put on a really good match. Uh, that was a really fun match. It lasted about ten minutes. They fought up in the crowd, up in like the lobby behind the crowd, and then back in the ring. And it was a really, really fun match. Uh, if you did not see that match, go watch it. It's really fun. One of the funnest matches. I think I've seen an AEW so far. Um, but Sting and Darby get the win. Really, really good match there. Crowd was into it as well. Crowd loved it. And then, um, let's see, what else we had last night? Oh, Sammy Guevara got engaged. Uh, I guess he proposed between tapings of Dark or Dark Elevation and, and Dynamite because it, they had showed earlier in the night. And obviously, Houston is his hometown. Got engaged to his now fiance. She was sitting front row for his match against Sean Spears. They put on a they really put on a great match. Uh that might have been match of the night last night in my opinion. Although MJF and Jericho did put on a good match as well, but man, Spears and and Guevara put on a tremendous match. Guevara got the win. Uh that was an, a really really good match. Uh Jurassic Express and the Bucks uh for the tag team titles. I kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but the Bucks won that match, but man, Jurassic Express uh that crowd would have went nuts had they won the tag team titles. But they'll get their shot again, I think, or they get their shot in the eliminate the Eliminator Tournament coming up uh, starting tomorrow night with their semifinal match against Private Party. So I, w- I would not mind seeing a rematch with them and the, and the Bucks again, maybe at All Out. I, I was kind of hoping during the match because I was really into it as well with how great Jurassic Express looked, and the crowd was so into them. I was like, you know, I, I would love it if they. I said because they look so good, like they can win the match and win the tag team titles, and no one would even, you know, because obviously I know they want to try and protect the books now and have them run with the belts for as long as possible. But hey, look, when you got a good team like that, let them get a win, and you know, and, and even if the Bucks would have won a rematch at All Out, won titles back, fine, so be it. But man. I thought last night would have been a good time to really pull the trigger just for a little shock value and, and give the titles to Jurassic Express, but they didn't, and the Bucks, you know, they, they won. Uh, but I would not, would not mind seeing the belts uh, go back over to, uh, go over to, I don't want to say go back over because they never had them, but go over to Jurassic Express, man. They, uh, they, they are one of the hot young tag teams in, in all of AEW right now. Uh, what else happened last night? Oh, this Dan Lambert guy got in the ring. This guy, I guess he, I don't know if he works for UFC or, or whatever the case may be. He came out and just absolutely shit all over AEW. And I tell you what, this guy can draw some heat. He's really good at drawing heat and pissing off a crowd. He cut a really a good promo. I think he's, the dude's a good, a good promo. I'll give him that. And, you know, the crowd started booing him, giving him shit. And, and, he never stumbled on his words or anything. Like he knew what he wanted to say, and he went out there and he said it. And then Archer eventually comes out, and then he brought Dos Santos and another former UFC champion whose name I cannot remember. I don't follow UFC nearly as much as I follow uh, pro wrestling, but 
Another, so he had two former UFC champions with him. So obviously, if anybody tries to get in that ring and in a shoot fight, they might not fare out too well. But uh, a couple uh, back at Road Rager, he came out and Archer comes in. He didn't, I don't think he had backup then. I think he did, but they were still they stayed in the crowd. And Archer comes out and puts that that move on him where he throws him over and whatever it is. I forgot what it's called, but. Well, Archer tried to come out again uh, last night, but this time he was ambushed by uh, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. And, um, yeah, so I, he never really got his hands on Dan Lambert. But, again, so that, that that's kind of, you know, that was kind of random, I guess, in, in a way. But uh, I'm a fan of Dan Lambert from the standpoint that he gets in the ring and cuts a good promo and, and gets great heat. Uh, I'll give him that. But um, other than that, like I don't, I don't get why you have this guy. Is he coming in? Are they trying to make him to be a like Jim Cornette, like just shitting on the product? I don't know. I know Jim Cornette tweeted out something earlier today about. I guess he was trending because this guy Dan Lambert went on there and basically just had the same kind of views that Jim Cornette typically has about AEW. But nonetheless, we'll move on. Uh, they had the women's match, which I fast forwarded through because I started watching a little late. I started watching at like seven thirty, so I had time, so I was able to fast forward through the commercials, and I ended up fast forwarding through the women's match. It just wasn't interested. I would have watched it live if I couldn't fast forward, but just didn't care to watch it. But I did watch the main event, the fifth labor of Jericho, and boy, the Houston crowd. I was wondering how they were going to do that how they were going to get started at least because at what point is Jericho walks out and he has his, his video, but obviously no Judas playing and Jericho comes out and I'm thinking, all right, so I was thinking maybe like one of the inner circle members comes out and starts the sing along just so that the fans will all sync sing in synchronicity but the fans, I mean, granted, obviously it's not going to be perfect right at first, but they picked it up and they did a fantastic job singing Jericho to the ring and, and whatnot. And him and MJF put on a tremendous match, and I really thought Jericho was going to win this match. And to my surprise, and I think to a lot of people's surprise, not only did MJF win the match, but he won the match by having Jericho tap out to Salt of the Earth. Man. And that's a that's the third victory for MJF over Chris Jericho. So, man, what they they're really about to strap a rocket to MJF. I have a feeling here sooner than later. I mean, a third victory over Jericho. Now, wait, now where does this go? Is what I want to know. I mean, what's MJF's role going to be? I was thinking this match was going to take place at All Out, but obviously it took place last night. MJF won. I know Jericho, I think it's going to be a Fozzie tour coming up. I know he's going to kind of take some time off from AEW, but uh, what's MJF's role going to be now that he's defeated you know, Chris Jericho for a third time? What's his role going to be at All Out? I'll be interested to see what happens there. Oh, another thing, speaking of All Out, that happened uh, obviously two weeks ago, or last week, I guess you can say, on Dynamite. QT Marshall came out and was going to apologize to Tony Schiavone for pouring whatever. I forgot what he poured on. He poured some liquid on him during an interview a little while back. And then uh, Tony Schiavone's son was in the audience, and they decided they were going to assault Tony Schiavone's son. Well, then Big Show came out, or Paul White came out, and uh, 
um, said the hell with that. We're not that. That's not happening on my watch. So, and Paul White came out this week had a big announcement, and I think we all knew what this announcement was going to be. And uh, ultimately, it was that he talked to Tony Khan, and he's now going to have a match at All Out against QT Marshall. So Paul White will make his in-ring AEW debut at All Out, and uh, I'll be curious to see uh, you know what he can do because man, it, it's been a while, been a very long time since uh, Paul White has wrestled for somebody other than, than WWE. And now Paul White, I think, you know, he's kind of trimmed down, obviously, a little bit. He's not as big as he used to be, although he's still a pretty big son of a bitch. Um, he's a little more, I think, lean or trimmed down or whatever term you want to use than what he used to be. So be curious to see what he can do in, in, in the ring against uh, QT Marshall. So that was another big announcement that was made last night. But overall, man, AEW last night, I think uh, as as good of a show as they had last night, they did. I think I saw nine hundred forty five thousand viewers, so they're still under a million now for the second week in a row. Um, if CM Punk shows up tomorrow night, that number is going to be well over a million next week. I expect because next week's show not really stacked. I think, and I, I think maybe they didn't stack it for the reason that they know Punk's going to show up because he's going to show up tomorrow night and then show up Wednesday and. You know, say, all right, I'm here. This is what I'm here for, whatever the case may be. And he's going to cut a promo. And that's what really is going to get people watching so they don't necessarily have to stack the card next week. Maybe that's what's going to happen. I don't know. That's just speculation on my part at this point. But I don't know. So looking forward to uh, AEW Rampage tomorrow night. Looking forward to SummerSlam this weekend, NXT TakeOver. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting next week of pro wrestling. I can tell you that right now. And obviously after SummerSlam, you got Monday Night Raw. Might have some people come back. Uh, SummerSlam is one of the you know the second biggest pay per view of the year. And obviously when they have you when you have those big pay per views the night after or the week after, you might have some returns. So maybe we'll see Becky Lynch come back next week because uh, God knows it's well past time for her to come back and hopefully help WWE and improving the product because Lord knows it, it just needs to be improved a little bit more, um, right now. So, uh, that is pretty much uh, all I have. I I figured I could sit here for an hour and really just, uh, talk about the stuff I got. And I went about almost 55 minutes already. So I think I I did a, a really good job there. Hope you guys, uh, enjoyed it. I'm much better with Mikey O next to me, somebody to bounce off of. Not Mikey O, David Boston. I don't know who Mikey O is, but David Boston uh, sitting next to me. Like I said, hopefully he's back next week. And uh, next week I plan on being here. David plans on being here. And uh, we're going to talk about SummerSlam or AEW stuff. It's getting to the point now where most of the stuff we talk about is either WWE or, or AEW. I know uh, we we try to cover the other things too but in my opinion the, the most Im- intriguing thing right now is is AEW and even as bad as WWE is it's still you know there's still some things worth talking about in WWE as far as I'm concerned but yeah we will be back next Thursday every Thursday actually at 5 30 we're live on Twitch and YouTube just search Amp Wrestling Podcast to uh, watch us live and join the conversation no one joined the chat this week which 
uh, is a little bit of a bummer, but uh, I can sit, like I said, I can sit here and talk with myself for an, for an entire hour about pro wrestling. So uh, every Thursday, 5.30, we want you guys to come on in, join the chat. It pops up here on the live stream. So we want to hear what you got to say about whatever it is we're talking about. And heck, sometimes we'll even let you pick the topics of what to talk about. So, um, so yeah, that's pretty much all I got. Thanks for listening in this week. Next Thursday, 5.30, we will be back live on Twitch and YouTube. So come back and join us then as I get ready to get us out of here. As soon as I can find what I need to find to get us out of here. But yeah, so thanks for tuning in. This has been episode number 109 of the Amp Wrestling Podcast. I am Patrick Fry, and now it's time for the outro. You've been listening to the Average Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast with David Boston and Patrick Fry. All opinions discussed in the show are those of Average Marks and do not represent any wrestling company, organization, or individual. This has been a Lake Area Media LLC production.